I, I try to like, I try to like, like speak on on the the awkward pauses because I don't yeah, want there yeah. to be no dead silence. Yeah. So I'm sorry. No, of course. Now you're good. No, I just want to make sure you guys have you know I say my closing statement and okay. it's kind of like I think this this kind of will motivate some people. I think you know. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's get it. So basically, uh, you know, if you're struggling with ideas, I know this is said a lot, but don't try to reinvent the wheel. The great ideas are already out there. Just make it your own, make it better, never copy, and just execute. Mm. Hey, I'm glad you put that back on there. Okay. Big bar. We might have to put that at the front of the episode, bro. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We well, that's what we're doing. We're gonna, jo- we're gonna come in hot with that one. Yeah. <laughs> They're gonna be like, hold on, I got I yeah. got let me let me turn Gotta this tune up, in. Yeah. You know yeah. What yeah. I mean? yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Right, let's get hold on. Let me, let me hit this. Uh, hit this yike real quick. <laughs> oh yeah, that's good. That's old, <laughs> hey, <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. What's going on, family? My name is Tyler, and it's Daryl checking in also. And this is Uncharted Mind, the podcast where we talk life, health, and wealth. Yes, Today, sir. man, we got <laughs> we got an episode for y'all. Y'all don't want to miss. You don't want to only listen to a portion of it. You need to listen to the entire thing, man, because we have. A guest on that basically took an idea, right? Um, he solved the problem with an idea in his head, but he did the part that most of us fail to do. He executed on the solution, right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, <laughs> this cat, man, he's actually a brother of a brother. Uh, shout out to my brother, V, uh, a.k.a. Josue, a.k.a. Josh, <laughs> a.k.a. Jim Davis. Damn, that man, my dude got a lot of a.k.a.s, man. I think yeah. about it. But shout out to you, my guy, man. Love you. Um, but yeah, man, cool he introduced cat, man. us, man. Definitely, definitely, he introduced mm-hmm. us, man, and uh, and I'm glad he did, man, because you know this brother, man, he 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 has something special for us, man. Um, so <laughs> with uh, no further hesitation, we're gonna get right into the episode, man. Yes, sir. We're gonna introduce to y'all, Robin. Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, what's going what's on, up, brother? Man? Hey, I appreciate you for uh, stopping by, checking in with us, and uh, telling your story. Of course, of course, anytime. Yes, sir. Definitely. I just want to say thank you for your time, man. We really appreciate it. Cause it's gonna be a vital episode for us, man, personally, and also for our audience, man. So, uh, Big time for us. yeah. So we'll, we'll jump in, man. We'll let you introduce introduce yourself. You know, give us your well. We already got your name, but you can reintroduce yourself or whatever you like to go by. You know, where you're from, yeah. where'd you go to school, and uh, what did you take up in school? Yeah. So again, as mentioned, my name is Robin Villa. I grew up in the Bronx. Uh, my family's from Dominican Republic, but, uh, you know, we, we moved over here. So born and raised over here, basically. So, um, I went to John Jay college to study criminal justice, funny enough, and, uh, deviated completely from that and, and ended up, uh, (laughs) (laughs) usually how it is. Yep. Yep. So ended up doing something else. So, uh, yeah, it's, that's kind of the uh, short story about me. Okay. Okay. All right. So. Right out of college, right? You said, did you graduate or no? Yeah, I graduated with a bachelor's, bachelor's okay. in arts and uh, criminal justice, yeah. Okay, so what was your first job? Like, what, what job did you have directly after uh, college? So, right after college, I actually had a part-time job. I was working at Aldo Shoes mm-hmm. uh, since I was 17. So, uh, my first job initially was, uh, I got in summer, 20, summer 20, uh, 27, 2007. At the age mm-hmm. of 17, I started working at Dr. J's. 
Uh, it's okay. a sneaker and clothing mm, store for uh, okay. yeah for, uh, for like two months. Yeah, yeah for like yeah. two months. And uh, followed by then I got a job at Aldo right next door, basically uh, on 34th Street, uh, Herald Square in New York City. Okay. Okay. Yeah. In front of Big Apple. Okay. Um, let's <laughs> see, man. So, <laughs> so what what job do you hold today? You know, currently. So I'm currently I was. Man. Well, currently I was I was doing retail. I was doing leadership at Verizon. Uh, mm. I. I I was uh I was let go from that job back in February, forced out in a way, not not voluntarily. Mm-hmm. Uh, so right now I'm currently just doing my entrepreneurship, self-employed at the moment. That's really it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So how how long were you working for uh, Verizon? Ten years. Ten years, and they let you go. Yeah, they they let me go. They cut me loose. So, uh, but you know, you got to look in the bright side. Things always happen for a reason. So that's hey, a fact, man. Uh, you say you were a regional manager. No, no, I was a general manager. Oh, yeah, general I was in, manager. I, I, was okay. a, I was in leadership. Yeah, leadership. General manager for a location okay. in a Harlem. So, let's talk about that real quick, right? Uh, 10 years. That means you had, you know, some type of seniority as far as like, uh, well, as far as rank and pay, right? So um, yeah. on your 10th year, uh, would you mind speaking on, you know, what your salary was around that time? So at my 10th year, my, between my 8th and 10th year, I was already breaking the low six figures. I just broke the six, low six figures mm. at Verizon as a general manager, yeah. Mm. yeah Verizon, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It was good. It was uh, good. <laughs> so, so what uh, pushed you into your entrepreneurship route that you're in today? So I've always been a hands-on kind of person and DIY kind of person, so... Mm-hmm. Even even as a young you know young kid, I was always tinkering with things, taking things apart, and just building things basically. So uh, when it comes to this, I just living in the city, having a car in the city, uh, a nice car at that isn't easy in the city, especially with people parallel parking, hitting your car. Just you know, as a, as a guy into cars, you, you want your car to be fresh, looking good all the time, and Definitely. that doesn't always happen in the in the Bronx, you know. So mm-hmm. my idea kind of stemmed from that. Okay, so so for people that don't know, right? Because I'm not from the city. Yeah. <laughs> Neither one of us are from the city. So yeah. we don't we're not familiar with those problems, right? So so basically you're saying like, you know, people would come, uh, park any kinds of ways, uh, realize they may have hit your hitting your vehicle, and instead yeah. of letting you know, they would just kind of flee and just be whatever, right? Leave you with the damages. Or or just, just stay there right there and nobody would know. You know, there's no really cameras or anything like that. So <laughs> you, you just come out and your car scratch and it's like, damn, what do I do? I mean, there's not much you can do, but usually, yeah, people usually leave and just your car scratch, your bumper scratch, and and anybody, you know, if, if you if you are paid for a paint job, a bumper is three to five hundred dollars, and that's a lot of money just for for a yeah. small little scratch or anything like that. Man, mm-hmm. the Big Apple doing it like that—that's crazy. Okay, mm-hmm. all right, so that leads into my next question, right? You you clearly realized this was a problem a long time yeah. ago, right? Like, but when did you realize you wanted to, you know, it was something you wanted to solve? So actually. Uh, Looking at the pictures, I went over some of the pictures to see when I designed the first. I think it was, I can narrow it down to around uh, 2015. So I started with my first, first prototype in 2015, not even thinking about selling it, not thinking about making money out of it, just strictly just for myself. Okay. And to slow us down just a sec, I think we may have gotten a little bit ahead of ourselves. What? What's the product that you actually offer? You know what I'm saying? Because, <laughs> like, we kind of been talking around it, but we have it. <laughs> it's what it is. Yeah. Like, yeah. And yeah. I was about to ask that, too. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm glad you did. Yeah. So, we, so I, I sell, I make uh, uh, accessories that protect your bumper. So, they're called bumper guards, bumper protectors. Okay. 
uh, they go. That's the general name of it. Obviously, some people have changed the name of it to make it their own, such as um, mm-hmm. myself. My brand is called Bumper Safe. Uh, okay. So uh, yeah, so it's just bumper guards. It's usually made out of some kind of rubber material that goes in the mm-hmm. front or the back and just covers a uh, covers your bumper to protect it from anybody trying to you know low speed impacts, mainly parking. Obviously, not for a full blown accident. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So okay. look, you you sent me the uh, pictures of the. I believe first, second, and I guess your your current um uh, models. Yeah. Of the of the design or whatever. Um and we definitely gotta hey dang, we gotta display that in the video somehow. So you know the people on YouTube okay. and whoever whoever else can see it. Um but okay, so how, how did you actually like <laughs> because listen, man, a, a lot of people think of things, you know, yeah. but pulling it out your head and actually making it an object, yeah. bro. That's hey, come on, man. I, I gotta give you a little bit of credit for that because. That's hard, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's it's hard. And so, uh, so like, I guess, where did you get the idea design from? And how did you like start on like, I guess, creating that product? Basically from your thought of what the need into actually making a physical product. You exactly. know what I'm saying? I think that's a, yeah. a, a sticking point for a lot of us. Cause I can say that, you know, I've come up with plenty of ideas that I thought, you know, make good you know <laughs> fixes for everyday problems but i never had the capacity to think about it and bring it into fruition you know what i'm exactly. saying so exactly. uh, yeah. give us that give us that process Do you, and, and, and let us know if you have a background in like you know creative arts or something crazy like that yeah. man. like because i want to know man like how did you come up with yeah. that so i don't have any background creative arts like i said before it's just I'm a DIY kind of person. I'm, I'm I'm okay with like working with my hands and tools and all that stuff. So uh, the benefit of my product before I even get into how I started is just that uh, it was it was a product that I could make from over the counter um, accessories basically. So mm-hmm. I, I sourced everything separately, and obviously uh, you know and and was able to purchase that. So that that's a little bit down the line. But the thought came from um, uh, my car being damaged. So I had a, a 2007 at the time, Infiniti G35 Sport. It was nice, shiny black and everything. And then somebody just hit my bumper on the first day I got it. So I'm like, wow, this is, this is incredible. <laughs> crazy. Crazy. So you already have white marks on the bumper. So I'm like, you know what? Let me, uh, so I was like, let me buy a, a bumper guard. So I went on Amazon and uh, bought a, a, one of the bumper guards that are, that are selling that are one of my competitors now, basically. Mm-hmm. And um, bought one of them and put it on my bumper and, you know, rocked with it for, for a little while, maybe like six months to a year. And I saw mm-hmm. that it, it wasn't really a fix for me. It's still, my right side got hit now. So I'm like, okay, so it's not really, it's not really doing much for me. So there has to be something that I can find. So I Googled everything. I'm like, you know, bumper garth that protects your corners, you know, that your entire bumper and all that stuff. And I couldn't find anything. And that's where the idea came from. Like, you know what, let me, what is this thing made out of? Let me just buy some, some, I bought a rubber, a rubber mat on Amazon and some, some, uh, some bungee cords. And I'm like, let me try to create something. So I just, mm-hmm. I just very Jerry rigged this mat with some, with bungee cords and, and some, uh, metal eye, eye rings. I, don't, I forgot the name of it exactly. And just created it out of that. Just made some holes in the, on the uh, mat, uh, put in the uh, bungee cords, hooked them on and just hooked them to the bumper. And that was my first product basically. That's it. Hey, let, let, let's not downplay that, man. You said Jerry Rig. Let, let's use the correct term, right? You invented something, right? Like you, something. You, you took but, something that was. I thought you were gonna go another way with that, boy. But okay, nah, nah, nah. You invented something, though, bro. Let, let, let's not let's not downplay what you did. Um, yeah, you know, because you, yeah. you saw a product, right? You see, you you saw that it fulfilled a need, but 
it didn't fully fulfill the need that you needed it for, right? Yeah. So, you know, I, I think through situations like that comes, you know, comes the great, you know, the great invention. So yeah. you did that. Let, let's not downplay, you yeah. know, what you Thank did you. by Appreciate calling that. it jerry-rigging and all this other craziness, <laughs> yeah. right? Like That takes a lot of ingenuity, you know what I'm saying, to even put that stuff that I never would have thought about it you know what i'm saying so exactly yeah, yeah. Man, that's that's smart yes yeah, sir yeah so Appreciate okay that. what how did you okay so you you, you found a solution to your problem but yeah. what made you transition to okay well what made you realize well if i if i have this problem then i know hundreds of thousands of other people also having this problem so what pushed you to um create the pot product in mass to sell you know what i'm saying so honestly it, it, it grew from so I, I, this prototype that I, I, we just spoke about was 20, around 2015. Mm -hmm. I started taking it more serious in about 2016 to 2017. So it was about a year to two year lapse be before I even started oh, okay. to even think about selling it. And, and mainly that's because having a full-time job and that during that time, I just entered leadership. So I was working 50, 60 hours a week. So I didn't really have much time mm -hmm. to put into anything other, anything yeah. else. So that kind of gets in the way of of kind of your creativity or any, any side hustle. Tell me about to... it. <laughs> Tell me about it. Hey. Yeah. 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 So that kind of got all about that. Yeah. And once that kind of normalized and I was, I was able to work my 40 to 45 hours a week, I, I kind of have more time to put in work into my, 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 into this bumper guard business. Um, and, and the motivation behind it was multiple streams of income, number one, uh, and just having, uh, getting some kind of, you know, creating some kind of financial freedom down the line. Um, and, and also just having that, again, just having to pay bills and, and, and having motivation from other things that you want, you know, a nice car or, or a nice vacation. So you need those things to kind of motivate you. Not everybody's motivated by those things, but that kind of motivated me to, uh, to, to reach certain levels in my life uh, at certain ages. I'm glad you said that, man, because that's what we push here, man. We push, listen, you know, it, it's, it's easier to think about today. It's easier to think about tomorrow. Mm -hmm. but no one thinks about five, 10, 15, 20 years from now, man. And, um, mm -hmm. and so, so I'm glad you, you mentioned that, man, because that's, that's huge. That's what we push on the show, man. We need to prepare now for our future later. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yep. so, so, okay. So you realize it was an issue, right? You realize other people, uh, could be going through the same issue, the same problem. Yeah. All right. So when did you start to sell the product and where did you sell the product at first? So I uh, I saw funny enough when I was looking for the pictures through my email I I, uh -huh. I saw the first my first listing on eBay so I started from eBay oh, yeah. that's where I started mm, okay. uh, and uh, so it was August twenty August twenty sixteen that first prototype that I sent you that first I would say that's the second the first one I couldn't find the one I I, yeah. I, I told you guys about yeah. that's the mm -hmm. second official that's a set I would say that's the first prototype into the selling game where I wanted mm -hmm. to sell so we'll start okay. with that um, so August twenty sixteen was when I listed it on eBay and. It didn't sell at all. It was just a complete flop. It was like nobody looked at it. If I got like four, four views within like yeah. six months, I'm like, damn, this thing, you know, and that's when you have to kind of detach yourself from your own creation and say, like, mm -hmm. you, you gotta be honest with them. Like, does it suck or is it good? You can't yeah. be you can't fall in love with your creations because no, you have to make sure that it fulfills the needs for other people, not just yourself. Mm -hmm. Got you. Okay. Yeah. So okay, so that pushed you to realize that you maybe needed to modify it. Okay. So was it the first modification that started to drive sales or what, what really, what change that did you make, you know, to really get people to recognize, you know, that it was a valuable product. You know what I'm saying? 
Yes, I completely changed it. The second revision, I'm like, I have to make it a little bit different. So it was the first one was too thick. It was just very cumbersome. It was just not, it just wasn't easy to install, wasn't easy mm. to to manufacture, to make myself. It just wasn't easy. And uh, mm. so that kind of drove me to, to the, my second revision was complete. The mat was thinner. Uh, I used uh, I used Velcro straps and and uh, and uh, some kind of webbing instead of what I bungee cords from before. Uh, and I also got taught myself how to sew. So I purchased a sewing machine and mm. sewed these these different accessories into the actual mat. And that was my second revision, second prototype. And that's mm. kind of the close. From there, it, it didn't change much before it went for sale. Bro, that's dope, man. You taught yourself how to sew. Yeah. How did you teach us? Because I, I, you told me, but I want you to tell everybody else. Like, where did you learn to sew? I mean, the best place on the planet to learn YouTube. YouTube, <laughs> hey, hey. And YouTube that's what I always tell people. Yeah. Telling you, that's that's YouTube was my second father, man. They taught me almost <laughs> everything. My father taught me yeah. everything I know. YouTube taught me everything else I know. Man, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, you, All right. yeah, you have to use your resources. Yeah, not yeah, definitely. That's a Okay, so you know you revised it, you know you you modified it or whatever, um, yeah. and then you relisted it, right? Did you list it the same way you listed the first one, or did you like change wording? Uh, did you get professional photos? Like, how how did you go about listing it the second time around? Yeah, I did. Uh, I took some better pictures. I had a Canon DSLR. I was into photography way back, so I used that to take a few pictures. Um, this I, man, I the jack of all trades, man. <laughs> I did send it. I, I showed it to you. If we still show those pictures, you'll see it there. But that's the uh -huh. one with the uh, with the embroidered yellow logo. So I took okay. a couple of pictures of that and I posted it with that. And uh, and 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 you learn from others too. So I kind of uh, kind of read some descriptions of other bumper cars to see what they mm -hmm. use, what kind of wording, and kind of just made it myself. Made it for made it to fit my product, and I listed it that way on eBay. Uh, and I think I listed it for thirty bucks at the time. Uh, because I was, that's one thing that, uh, we can talk about later, but I was afraid of pricing. So I listed it pretty cheap, uh, just to make sure that I can at least see if there was drive for it to sell. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so that's how I listed it yep, on eBay. Okay. And real quick that I know, I know, I know you got to go real quick, but okay. So two questions. One, um, uh, how many did you sell your first month? Well, okay. No, but let's back up a little bit. How much did it cost you to make each, um, each piece? And then two, um, did you base your price off of other uh, things like your like like that item um, on the market, or did you just come you know bring that? Did you just pull that thirty dollars out of thin air? I see. Yeah, so it's, it was around between thirteen and fifteen dollars to make. Okay. And and I I was competitive with other products. So I saw like other products were between thirty and like fifty bucks. So I kind of was okay. like, you know what. I'm not really a known brand at all. This is like straight brand new. Let me try to enter the game at the lowest I can competitively and see what it does. Mm. Okay. okay. When did you really start to see like the significant gains in, in sales? You get what I'm saying? Like yeah. at what point, maybe give us a time frame on that, you know, when your sales jumped up so, and, you, could, so and this, you realized that it was, you know, lucrative. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. My fault. So oh, you're good. It was uh it was 2017. So August 2016, I, I posted the first prototype, didn't sell at all, kind of lost a little bit of motivation between that. So mm -hmm. uh come in 2017, I created this new product, the second revision, posted it on eBay. I sold around 25 to 30 within two to three weeks. So I was like, wow, mm -hmm. there's a you know, people want this, there's a market for it. So mm -hmm. from there, I was like straight what straight from there, I went like, I gotta find a manufacturer for this, you know, because I cannot mm -hmm. make uh, uh, you know, thousands of these at, at my house. I, I mean, I know how to sew and so all that stuff, but it's gonna take, it was hard take a long for you time. to keep up with the demand. Basically, once it started rolling, huh? 
Well, I honestly, once I saw the 30, I didn't even, I was, I didn't even think about making any more because I'm like, I need, I'm not going to try to make more. I think, I, you know what? Let me backtrack. I may have made, may have made around 20 to 30 more. And I saw that was just okay. kept on selling. So from there, I was like, I have to find somebody because I, I don't have the time to keep on making, you know, enough for the demand that I had. Okay. Mm-hmm. I got you. Yeah. Man, listen, um, you know, uh, I learned this from someone in business, you know, yeah. who shout out to Josh Chris. Um, I don't know him personally, but you know, I follow him. He's a good follow. Um, and he said, there's only two ways a business can fail. Um, one is if you never start. And then two is if, you know, is if you, uh, if you give up on what you started. So you ran into an issue, right? <laughs> you didn't sell anything because you posted it on eBay and all that stuff. But you, like you said, you got like four views, no sales at all. Like, what made you want to continue to do it? You know, because most people in that exact same situation would have been like, you know what, this ain't working. I'm gonna just go ahead and stick with this nine to five. Like, what made you want to continue to, uh, you know, to push forward on your product? I uh, I basically during the uh, once I, I I saw the first product gonna work, and I kind of had a vision for my second revision, and I mm-hmm. saw that I was like, you know, I, I like the product. So once I saw that I like the new product revision that I made, I'm like. I think other people would definitely like this. And as well as asking friends and family, like, hey, you know, send a picture to, to your friends and family. Hey, what do you think about this? And get some feedback from them as well. And they're like, yeah, it looks good. You know, it looks really good, actually. And you're like, oh, yeah, it looks really good. Great. So from there, you you, you kind of, you know, you get motivation from your closest friends and your family uh, if you have a good product. And, and, and you know, that pushes you to, to, to follow through with that. Yeah, man, because I don't know. I don't know if the rest of your family is like V, but V is raw and uncut, man. So he, he will tell you. <laughs> If it's trash or not, man. So yeah. it's, it's good to have people like that in your corner, man. Uh, yeah, you <laughs> need that. You need, my brother. Yeah, you definitely need that because once you uh, once you release a product into the market, you know customers are not are not the are not the nicest. Uh, you know, if if your product is bad, you know, if it, if it's not good for them, if it damages something, or if it's not good, they're gonna just you know rip it apart. So yeah. you got to be ready for that, especially in the New York market. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, so definitely. okay, so okay, so you told us that you switched from manufacturing it yourself you know into getting a manufacturer to produce it for you so what kind of a process was that like finding uh someone to create it finding vendors for the materials and you know just give us a little synopsis on that on that process if you don't mind yeah yeah so so i uh i started from i started researching in, in the u.s and the main thing the main reason was because i wanted to produce my i want to have that made in, in america kind of kind of um uh, my product i wanted my product to be made in america so i was trying okay. to look for people that manufacture those the materials that i needed here and it was i wasn't able to find it uh and i think i did find at the after researching i did find a company that sourced these from different um manufacturers but again they were a middleman so they were charging me too much for the for the materials so i was like you know what i can't i can't really do this and uh and it was a little bit more it was complicated because i was i was sourcing the materials separately and then i needed somebody to put it together for me as well. Yeah. And I couldn't really mm-hmm. find that. That was the hardest part to find. Um, so that led me to, I stumbled upon Alibaba. I forgot how I stumbled upon it. I never used it before. Uh, and I now I know that a lot of people use it to buy, you know, already made products to sell at wholesale, at wholesale yeah. and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't really looking for that. I was looking for somebody, a manufacturer. I wasn't looking mm-hmm. to buy a product from anybody. Uh, just looking to get a vendor to manufacture my product, put it together and all that stuff. Uh, so I talked to around 25 to 30 vendors, uh, and on Alibaba, if you never used it, uh, 
even if you use it, some people don't know, but you may be talking to a manufacturer or a middleman. So you can't really differentiate until you actually get mm-hmm. into business, business with them. And you kind of, from what you talk about, they'll tell you who they are and stuff like that. I think it's called a trading company. I forgot. I don't, don't quote me on that. I forgot the name of it exactly, but I think that's what it is. And they can source things from manufacturers. Uh, and there's a there's pros and cons to both. So, uh, but that's how I got into it. I found my manufacturer. Uh, we spoke about uh, uh, I sent them the design, spoke about um, what I wanted, and and we got to work from there. Yeah, and and a quick way to know if you're you know uh, communicating or you know doing business with a direct manufacturer or vendor or whatever uh, versus a middleman is because I've ordered stuff from from. Uh, Alibaba before, man. And what happens is, and I don't know if your situation is the same, but what happened is they'll they'll take the order from you and then they'll send someone else to contact you uh, in order to fulfill the order. That makes any sense. So I don't know if that's your situation, but that's how it happened to me on several uh, other occasions, man. So, um, so yeah, that's a way to know if, um, if you're working directly with the vendor or if you're uh, working with a middleman. Is that, is that how your transaction went? No, actually, I was able. I was able to find somebody that was directly. She had a factory and everything, so she was. Okay. Uh, she sent me pictures of everything, which was awesome, and uh, I went from there. And we've had a relationship, you know, since 2017, 2018, around there now. So. Okay, how how though? I I, I really want to know, like, how did you find her? Because yeah, it's China. It's China or wherever you know, <laughs> Thailand, whatever it is. Like you know, yeah. <laughs> language barriers and all this. Stuff. How how did you find that direct ship or that direct uh, vendor? So, so narrow it down from 25, I spoke to a lot of people, so 25, 30 mm-hmm. vendors, I was close, I, I narrowed it down to around three to three, three uh, people at the end. And, uh, and I almost closed on one other one, not the one I have right now. And I forgot what went wrong, but I, I think the communication wasn't as good. And then I, I found my last one and, and she's been great. Uh, I found out mm-hmm. that she, 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 she spoke perfect English. So that was a big benefit mm-hmm. for me. Uh, and she, uh, she started international business, so she was into this stuff. Mm. So, uh, I got really lucky with that. And, uh, and of course, you know, doing some research definitely paid off with that. Not just going with the first person that just gave you the cheapest price. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, cheap, cheap, cheaper is not always the best. So you got to kind of no, think definitely. about that as well. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Quality, uh, quantity over quality, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. So <clears throat> do you, do you actually have like a, a patent on your design or is that something that you, uh, working on in the pipeline is getting it patented or? Yeah, so that's something that's, that's coming down in the pipeline, uh, but I do have a trademark on my on my brand name, so uh, I did sign up for that. Uh, patents okay. can be pretty ex- pretty expensive, so uh, mm-hmm. that's the reason why it's it's been a little bit delayed um, in, in this process. Okay, okay. Uh, okay. do me a favor, man. If if you don't if you don't mind either one of y'all actually, if y'all can explain the difference between a, what a patent is and then what a and it ain't got to be like the Webster you know uh, definition, but I just don't want anything that we say here to go over our listeners head. So what's the difference between a patent and a trademark? Either one of y'all can ask. Right, so I, I can, uh, okay. I can no, go I'm about to say, go, but, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, You're going through the process, ver- so we'll let yeah. you, you, let you so, explain so, it. <laughs> so my version from what I learned is, is a trademark is more of a, it covers your name, a name mm-hmm. that way, you, you know, okay. somebody cannot use the same name uh, within that same industry. So obviously you can, you can use, let's say for example, Apple, in a grocery store, you know, or something like that, but it cannot have anything to do with technology. That's, that's kind of what a trademark does. So that means it's protected with technology based products. So someone else cannot do the same uh, with, with that. Uh, That's a, that's a trademark patent protects a design. So a design of an actual product. 
uh, cannot be uh, the same product. So if a, if, a, if a product has, if a patent has a product that has two strings attached on the right side and it's been selling and it's already patented, somebody cannot make the same product with two strings on the side. They kind of have to figure out a different way to make that product uh, and differentiate themselves differentiate themselves from that. And the law protects you from uh, from anybody copying your product and you're able to kind of send cease and desist letters and emails to mm. people that, that may, may try to copy your product, yeah. Okay. So that goes to my next question then. So with the, the manufacturer that you have, do you do you have like a legal agreement with them uh, stating that they can't produce that same product like for someone else? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, 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 so I, that's something I did search for. So in the US, we use NDAs, uh, mm-hmm. non-disclosure agreements. So, but uh, I'm doing more research. I found that the NDAs don't really uh, hold weight uh, internationally. So you, mm-hmm. we had to sign what's called a NNN, which is called, a, I had to look it up because I forgot what it is, but it's called, <laughs> a, what it means at least, I know what it is, uh, a non-disclosure, non-use and non-circumvention agreement, meaning they, can't, mm-hmm. they cannot create it. They cannot sell it to anybody. They cannot basically do anything with that. Uh, without your permission at all so okay. nda doesn't really uh protect you nda is more of a uh kind of confidential uh kind of uh, like, like information like based type. information information yeah. based yeah exactly yeah okay. Mm-hmm. okay all right that's dope man all right so all right you found your vendor um you know they've designed the product to your liking um all right tell us where you get it like do you store it at your house like so whenever you make an order right whether it's however many pieces 400 pieces five a thousand people whatever it is do you store that material at your house or do you have it going to a secondary storage facility? Like how, how, how do you store uh, all this material? So I had to, uh, uh, so from the beginning, you, one thing you have to find when you order stuff from China is a freight forwarder. So those are the people that do the like your UPS, but internationally they get your stuff from China and they bring okay. it to the U S uh, they can do like the uh, customs for you and all that, all that stuff that they have to do at port of entry. So my products come in through LA as, as most products from China do, because it's just a lot easier and cheaper to get there. And I store my products in a warehouse in LA as well. Uh, that mm-hmm. way it's cheaper, it's faster, and I can, get it, I can make it available a lot faster to my customers. Uh, bring it to New York takes an extra like 10 to 15 days. Uh, so you got to keep that in mind. That's crazy. And, that will, and I'm yeah. assuming that's probably anywhere on the East Coast. Anywhere on the East Coast, exactly. And I mean, yeah. anywhere that has a port, because not every state at least not every city has a port. I'm pretty sure every state has a port. Unquote, I don't know 100%, but uh, any major port for the most part. Okay. Okay. So what, what kind of process is that? Uh, what systems do you have in place once the product gets to LA to ship to, I'm assuming majority of, of your customer base is in uh, New York maybe, or, you know, larger metropolitan areas where yeah. it's dense, you know? So yeah. how does that work as far as, you know, how did your order ship from LA to your, your customer? You know what I'm saying? So I sell mainly mainly through Amazon, my website, and uh, and eBay. eBay is probably mm-hmm. my least popular, but Amazon is the, is the most popular for me. It brings so many, mm-hmm. you know, millions of customers every day. So uh, my freight forwarder, they have their own warehouse. So it ships to their warehouse. They handle all that for me. Uh, they send me a, a, an inspection of, of my products, make sure everything's okay. They, they inventory it in. And then uh, I can make uh, orders through their website and they ship it for me to an Amazon warehouse. Mm, okay. And, okay. and once it arrives at Amazon warehouse, Amazon distributes it all over their network within the US. Uh, wherever is most popular, they'll ship it to a warehouse in, near those areas. That way they can fulfill that prime one day shipping, same day shipping, and that two day mm. shipping. 
Yeah. Okay. So are you are you a uh, what is it called? Fulfillment by uh, FBA. Are you considered an FBA? Yeah, FBA. Which is a fulfillment by Amazon, which means Amazon is just, you know, for those of you who don't know, uh, FBA is fulfillment by Amazon. And it means that, you know, uh, a merchant or someone like yourself uh, purchases a product from wherever um, and use Amazon to, you know, advertise that product on their site. Like you said, millions of people are on that site daily i would say probably by by the minute um yeah but but yeah you use amazon to advertise their product list it on their site and then uh actually use their website or not the website i'm sorry their warehouse to ship it out to the customers yeah all right so okay all right cool so um well with that i'm just getting a clear understanding so it's like you're getting a double-edged package with like as far as marketing and with distribution through amazon basically right because they're marketing wow. it for you on the site and they're distributing it to the different warehouses and fulfilling the orders. So Amazon allows you to list it. They don't market. They charge for marketing. But you can mm-hmm. pay uh, marketing pay-per-click and that's for digital marketing and you have to get familiar with those things mm-hmm. uh, in order to reach more customers, especially when you have a brand new brand new product. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, their, their, their marketing works by bid. So the higher bid per click is, the higher chance you will be on the first page, second page, whatever the case may be. Whatever your goal is, that's that's what you know. You, you kind of gauge it and, and pay whatever you can afford, obviously, because it can get expensive when you have you know millions of customers per minute. Imagine you know ten thousand customers click on your on your advertisement. Your your bid is a dollar per click. That's ten thousand dollars. That's gonna, Amazon's going to charge you. So you got to oh, kind of yeah. keep that in mind and just yeah. you know make sure you're, you're you're doing the best you can to 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 gauge your marketing and your budget, of course. Mm, yeah. Makes sense, man. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Um. And real quick before I get back to you, Amazon they charge a percentage, right? For for being a part of their FBA program. Or, yeah. So yeah. different. Yeah. Different different categories have different percentages. I think the automotive is between twelve and thirteen. I think it's twelve point nine percent. If I if I haven't checked it in a while, but it's still That's on twelve point nine percent. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, that's crazy. Okay, go ahead, bro. You know, since you're, you know, in the motion of it, you know, being a successful entrepreneur, seeing that the success that you're having now, but looking back, what do you wish you would have known, you know, before you started, you know, with your journey? So one thing that I still struggle with, and I wish I would have known even more back then is uh, social media and uh, just using social media as a marketing tool to reach customers. That's still something I'm still, you know, gauging now and trying to learn. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't fully, I haven't fully embraced it. And I know there's a huge opportunity behind it. Uh, so that's something that's in the pipeline. And, uh, you know, I'm learning right now as I go, uh, to get better at, at, you know, social media and social media yeah. marketing. Okay. And that's, that, that, that's smart learning as well. Yeah. 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 Social media, I, man. I, I don't like social media, but you can't deny the power of it. Cause it's like, exactly. Yeah. Once it, but it's like, once you get something to hit, then it'll take off by itself. Basically. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's like a faster way of word of mouth i feel like you know yeah versus how yeah. it used to be back in the day yeah oh yeah 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 i agree definitely man definitely mm-hmm. man it's like it's like the the car the vehicle versus the horse man like you you, you gotta use <laughs> yeah. what you know what's gonna give you that, that, that better reach man all yeah. right so mm-hmm. let's back up just a little bit though right um so okay you you have the you have the bumper uh protector uh do you have any other products that you sell yeah, so right now I have two products, the uh, Bumper Safe uh, bumper, bumper Guard that covers corner to corner. And mm-hmm. I have uh, my Bumper Safe Mini that kind of covers the middle. Uh, similar to other competitors, I see there's a market for it. So I kind of came up with that, that one as well. Uh, and this fall, I'm releasing a third product 
I was going to be called bumper save out here. And it kind of sticks mm -hmm. to your bumper. I've seen there's a market for that as well. So uh, mm -hmm. that's where I'm working on that as we speak now and uh, creating the listing and hopefully uh, it gets to the Amazon warehouse as soon as possible and uh, start mm -hmm. selling a thing November 1st, possibly. So, man, that's dope, man. That's dope. Yeah. That's dope. Okay. I love it. Okay. All right. So we talked about how, but you know, the, the, the people came here to hear the numbers, man. I was waiting <laughs> for you to drop it. Let's, let's, you, let's, let's be hey, honest, man. Listen, you were taking time. Hey, you usually get to that money quick, boy. I know, but I usually <laughs> do, but I, I wanted the people to, to gather yeah. all the information before we got to it, man. So yeah, let's I get to you. what the people want to know. And let's <laughs> talk numbers, man. Let's talk numbers real quick. All right. So listen, your first, your first go around, right? You say you sold about 30, 30, and then you sold an additional like 20 that you say you had on hand, right? Yeah. So let's talk about price points for that. You sold it at about you said thirty dollars per per uh, piece, and you yeah. sold thirty within a matter of two weeks. Okay, thirty and thirty. It's what? It's nine hundred, I believe, right? Nine hundred dollars, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, you know, yeah, you got it. Okay, so you made nine hundred just off <laughs> just off a whim, right? Yeah. So then, fast forward a little bit, found a manufacturer. How many pieces did you order the first time uh, you placed an order from your manufacturer? One thousand. One thousand pieces. Yeah. Okay. So how much <laughs> I get excited about numbers. Now we talk numbers, I get excited. How much did you pay per piece from the manufacturer? The first one, I believe you took between uh, eight and nine dollars. Okay. Okay. Eight and nine. Okay. We, we got to remember Somewhere around there. eight and nine dollars. Okay. So how much did you sell the first batch from the manufacturers per unit? So I, I, it, it was a range. I, I started at around $45 and lowered it to 35 because I wasn't getting sales and then raised it back to 45. So it can be the first year was kind of confusing because I was, I was kind of getting to know that my audience, my market and my pricing. Mm -hmm. So let's average out $40 basically. That's kind of okay, the average. I was, I was about to do that anyway. Okay. I, I got to calculate out right now. I just, I just want people to know because, you know, when we start talking numbers, man. Sometimes they go over people's head and they don't really realize what they, you know what I'm saying? What they witnessing, what they witnessing and stuff like that. Right. So, okay, let's go $40 per piece. Right, you had a uh, so we're gonna subtract eight dollars as you said it cost per piece to make from the manufacturer, yeah. right? Yeah, okay, so minus eight that's 32 dollars. Yeah, uh, times you said 1,000 pieces, right? Yeah, I just want people to see, and of course, you know, you have your Amazon FBAs and uh, other fees, but Shipping. just off that first order, just off that first order. If y'all can't see it, that, that, that says $32,000, right? He grossed around $32,000. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? And, and, and let, me, let me show y'all what he actually put in on it. $8 per piece. Well, I ain't got to do the math on that. Times 1,000 pieces plus shipping mm -hmm. and handling. That's about, about $8,000, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's about $8,000. So you subtract the $8,000 from thirty two. dollars It's about $24,000 that we working with. Mm -hmm. Right? And of course, like, you know, maybe five, six, seven thousand come out you know, for um, shipping, handling, and paying other people and all that. Mm -hmm. But still, you left with about twenty eighteen. Well, really, I think you already accounted for the uh, for the eight dollars because you know he said the average was forty, and so yeah. you did the thirty two. So yeah. you already accounted. <laughs> Go ahead. You yeah. see, I don't even want to wrap people up too much into that, right? I don't need you focusing too much on the the small numbers. I need you to think about what happened. A man made eighteen to twenty thousand dollars, roughly, from creating a product himself. Uh, not having a hand in it, as far as like after he got it manufactured because he got it sent to a a shop in L.A., right? And 
he's basically completely uh, hands off. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he 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 set it up. He set his systems up. He automated it, and a man kind of just passively made eighteen to twenty thousand dollars. How how <laughs> many, how long did it take you to uh sell those first that first thousand? I would say around uh, six months. Not touching on, anything, man. man. That's, that's a that's a good on, play. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, Come on, man. Okay, all right. I get excited when we talk about numbers, man. I'm sorry. Man. <laughs> everybody, I think you, everybody you, does. You, you got to like excuse the, the excitement, man. Listen, you got to excuse the society, <laughs> excitement because it ain't even just the money for me, man. It's just the opportunity that I know other people are going to be able to witness just by hearing mm-hmm. this, yeah. this interview, right? So yeah. um, that's crazy, man. Okay, so first order, it took you about six months to sell all 1,000 pieces. Uh, what has been your, your biggest order so far? Is it, is it still around 1,000? Do you keep it around 1,000 or have you, have you start to order? Uh, yeah, I, I my my manufacturer, uh, you know, we made a good relationship, so they allow me to order one thousand. You know, so you, that's something you have to kind of uh, discuss with your manufacturer. Some of them will not okay. allow you to order less than a certain amount, but one thousand mm. is usually my order. Um, uh, it helps me with uh, logistic wise, like warehouse costs and all that stuff. So mm. you got to kind of think about all those things. All that man, but still, e- even after all that, bro, like it's it's completely. Once you set it up, it's it's almost completely passive, man. Yeah, yeah, you know of course. I mean? So, mm-hmm. so that's one thing you you just can't beat. All right, so calendar year, right? Let, let, let's talk calendar year, right? From from uh, just in a full twelve month period since you've been doing this, what's the most you've made um, in that time frame? In a twelve month uh, period, it was uh, 20, uh, 2019, mid twenty nineteen to to uh, about mid 2020 i would say 12 mm-hmm. months between those those two years uh it was 125 thousand dollars hey <laughs> come on <laughs> we, got, we gotta let that breathe a little bit man yeah 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 definitely <laughs> all right so because i want yeah. i want i want to rewind i want to i want to backtrack a little bit just to let people know okay look you, you were at verizon for 10 years right yeah on the 10th year you say you cracked that 100 that 6k or that uh six figure income right yeah mm-hmm. okay all right cool so, so we we all got time frames in mind, right? But you started this product. Basically, you, you created it in 2015 for yourself, somewhere yeah. around there. But you started to sell it around 2018, correct? Yeah, February 2018 was when I first. Posted. February 2018. Okay, so let's fast forward to 2020, which is you said from 19 to 20 was your yeah. highest grossing year. Uh, that's two years, and it took him two years. <laughs> to bring in six figures i just i just don't want nothing to go over nobody's head that's why i'm yeah. I, I gotta go back over <laughs> everything that we, that we talk about you feel what i'm saying so because being being an entrepreneur man it can do things for you that jobs just can't from time it, to it time buy, bro. It, like, it buys your times but your time back and your creativity really because yeah, telling you. you can't really use your creativity to as full as extent if you don't have the time to put into it you know what i'm saying so it's like you get yeah. both you know so that's what we real big on here, man. It's just, you know, freedom. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And you can't really be free without your time. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man, yeah, we're proud man, of yeah. that. Yeah. 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 When you talk about that freedom part, <laughs> I'm, I'm big on that freedom part. I'm, I'm more of a, of a value kind of person. So, so the, uh, you know, when it, it kind of always not bothers me, I kind of like, you know, don't get when people, I mean, I get it, but I, to me, I don't, I don't get the value be behind when people say, you know, you know, I'm making a lot of money. I'm putting in 20 hours overtime. To me, if you have to put in overtime, it's no good. It's, that's your, your time is invaluable. 
And that's why exactly. I'm big on value versus money, you know? Exactly. I just exactly. learned that recently, man, because my job, we they were having um forced overtime basically. You know, oh, and if man. you didn't that's come, tough. You know, you, you add in demerics on once you get enough demerics and you're out of there, then you you wondering where your next, you know, proverbial meal is gonna come. You get what I'm saying? Because exactly. you didn't want to give them another time block out of your week that you didn't yeah. initially wasn't aware of when you first signed on to the job. So, you know, that's yeah, the only thing good. about having a job, man. It's like you kind of left in their hands, basically. But far as yeah. being an entrepreneur, you know, the, your future is basically in your hands. And it's just mainly based off of your drive, you know, your passion and how much effort you want to put into it. Because, I mean, yeah. anything possible, man, you know, it's just 100%. How, how bad do you want it? You know, how bad you want it, man. My favorite saying, how bad you want it, man. And and don't tell yeah. me, show me. You know what I mean? Like, don't <laughs> tell it. me, show me, man. That's my you thing, have man. To, yeah. mm-hmm. All right, man. So and and FYI, man, we we talk about entrepreneurship a lot, but you have to have jobs to fund your entrepreneurial goals. Yeah. You yes, know what I mean? yes. And we're we're gonna say that every episode, in case you're in case y'all wondering why we keep repeating it. We we're gonna say that you have to have a job to fund your unless you're a trust fund baby or something like that, which is nothing. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that because I hope nope. my kids are trust fund babies. Um, yeah, so, so, so let's go ahead and get rid of the stigma of, of, of clowning cats who are, right? But yeah, you have to have a job to fund your entrepreneurial goals, man. And, um, and it's okay. You know, as long as you have goals set in stone and set in place to, oh, and, exit, and a set plan yeah. to execute yeah. and exit that job to, you mm-hmm. know, you know, go full-time entrepreneurs. Hey, I'm, I'm all for it, man. And, and yeah. if you're okay, if you're happy with your job, I'm not going to, you know, S on y'all cats either, man. Because there are some people who are legit, like, they're legit happy with their jobs, you know? And so, you know, I, I push happiness and I push financial securement, right? Like, and if you have both, even while working a job, hey, I'm all for it. You know what I mean? 100%. I agree with you. Um, you know, having a, having a full-time job is, 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 is one of the, it's a really good thing. Now, everybody is able to have that, you know, especially a well-paying mm-hmm. full-time job. So, yeah. um, you know, if you're able to afford to have a, a side hustle and your side and your main job, I would buy 100% support that because you want as many streams of income as possible. Yeah. You know? and, and, and as long as that job is not obviously not abusing, abusing you know, your time and, and you know, respecting your, you as a person, I would by all means don't quit that job, you know, at, you know, unless you really can at that point where you're making yeah. a lot of money, but you know, keep it as long as possible. It's, it's a good thing. Yeah, definitely, man. All right. Bro. All right. So, so oh, go ahead. Go ahead. well, I was going to say, so we talked about the money, you know, we hit, we, we, we went up high, but now we got to bring it back down, you know, yeah. because you know, a lot of people don't like to touch on the downs, but you know, it's just a part of life. So my next yeah. question will be, man, uh, tell us about a time that you maybe have failed or maybe it took a loss and how did you overcome that? Yeah, those are kind of tough. Uh, so yeah. I released, so releasing my, after my first product, I decided to release a second product and uh, that one completely failed. I, I spent around $10,000 on that product and uh, mm. it didn't, it, it did not sell as well as I thought it would. Uh, so I, I had to take it down and kind of get rid of it wholesale uh at a loss so i i believe I, I was able to kind of recoup what i what i put back into it um and that's not always the case uh i did yeah. fail again with a third product i came out with mm-hmm. um and uh that one wasn't as expensive between four or five thousand dollars but that's that's a write-off I, I lost that completely can't get rid of it um and i basically just sent my warehouse to destroy it so i destroyed that that product basically i don't know what they did with it but i no longer have it so that's something you have to kind of understand when it, when you're in business 
And uh, going back to having a full-time job, I did fund my business myself. I, you know, initially I put in $14,000 out of my own savings to start my business. Um, and, and that was a risk I was, you know, I took, if I didn't make money, I lost those $14,000. So once you're in business, you will see that money will come and go. Obviously you want to try to manage it and not just recklessly get into things. You, you know, you may fail, um, you know, more often than not. So you, you want to think about those things. Uh, so losing that money, it definitely did hurt, but, uh, having other products that, you know, were able to kind of make up for that, those losses was a big deal for me and, and helped out a lot with the business. Um, and, you know, I, I kept on tracking, I kept on, you know, re redesigning things, thinking about different ideas um, to overcome those obstacles and make sure that doesn't happen again. Um, and I can't stress this enough, but R&D uh, may sound fancy for big companies, but research and development in a small, as a small entrepreneur, uh, you have to make sure you, you do your research on your products, make sure uh, you, you can, you can kind of, you know, get some reviews uh, from fam friends and family or coworkers uh, and role reviews have them be honest with you because that's, a, that's the one thing you definitely need. And also the, the development part, if you do create a product, uh, make sure you, you, if you create it yourself, test it, test it, test it. If a manufacturer gets a few, make sure they send it to you and test it in every way you possibly can, because it will, it can and will fail if it has a flaw, uh, you know, when you have thousands of customers buying your product. So just make sure you, you know, put a lot of time into R&D. Mm -hmm. mm. Well, this is the next question, man. You kind of just answered it a little bit. But I'm gonna ask it anyway because you might have a different answer, man. You're a smart yeah, guy. Of course. So, <laughs> all right, so what resources would you recommend, man, for someone who has an idea in their head, right, but struggles to kind of bring it to light, you know, bring it to you know fruition? Like, what what would you recommend for that person? Yeah. So uh, YouTube, that's uh, that's a big one right there. Um, when you're trying YouTube to like, again. <laughs> yeah, YouTube again. Uh, when you're trying to learn certain things. So as, as I mentioned before, I taught myself to sell through YouTube. Uh, I taught myself a little bit of uh, Adobe Photoshop and Adobe Illustrator. So, you know, those little things I needed to, to kind of do raw designs myself. That way I can kind of, I felt like it was easier for me to learn those things and pass it on to an actual designer. That way I can kind of give them a better idea and not just shoot, you know, ideas to him and have him create it himself, which mm -hmm. you can do as well. Nothing wrong with that. But I just, again, I was more hands-on kind of person. I just wanted to, I felt like I could do it myself. But yeah. at the end of the day, um, my manufacturer needed some professional design files. So one resource that I use that's big uh, is Fiverr.com. Um, mm. uh, they're huge. They, they, those people can do anything for you. You can find almost anything yeah. on there. So if you, if you need, you know, if you need box art, you know, instruction manuals or uh, just designs for your manufacturer, because your manufacturers do need specific designs and, and mm. certain files uh, to for those machines to kind of make those products. So just keep that in mind. So those are kind of and last last but not least is Alibaba. Um, I wouldn't recommend to buy products directly, but use it as a source to find vendors and manufacturers. Mm -hmm. Fiverr, so that's you... F-I-V-E, two R's. R-R. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, two R's. So, all right, go ahead, bro. Well, I was just going to have a follow-up question with that about Alibaba. So you don't necessarily use, well, of course you don't because, you know, you got a manufacturer now, but you use Alibaba to actually find the vendor and you, and you circumvent Alibaba just to, you know, get to the, Vendor, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so once you build a relation outside of Alibaba. Yeah, yeah. Once oh, you're done with okay. Alibaba, you kind of get out of there. Because again, uh, Alibaba is a middle, it's a middleman between that. So they'll get a cut. And obviously, your manufacturers are already working on, on low profit margins already. So mm -hmm. you want to, you know, help them as much as they can help you. That way you create a mm -hmm. good relationship. They see you care about them, they'll hook you up and care about you as well. So uh, I took it out of Alibaba and now we're just directly contacting each other. 
that's dope, dope man. That's dope. Okay, okay so yeah. man, you you don't been through a lot, man. These past couple of years, man. Like, yeah, you have a, another product that's dropping November first. But like, what, what what's next after that, man? Like, like you have anything else planned? You got any any uh, new inventions that you know that, that we don't know about yet that that you plan and, on dropping? Like, what, what's and, next? And are you going to stay right. in the automotive field, or do you plan on expanding? This is a secondary question. Go ahead. Yeah. So, uh, so next up is just continuing to do more, uh, just seeing what's out there, what what other products I can come up with within that mm-hmm. uh, automotive uh, protection industry right now. So, uh, just doing some research on that, uh, and, and you know, seeing what 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 can sell, um, and coming up with new products. And uh, to the secondary question, uh, I want to expand, you know, down the line to other products because. Uh, you don't want to limit yourself to what just one category. If you can, mm-hmm. obviously, if, if if you're if you're able to, if you want to stick with one category and it works for you, you know, by all means, stay with that. But I really want to expand a lot bigger than what I am now. So maybe down the line, I'll I'll, I'll look at other industries um, and maybe get into that as well. Okay, man, that's dope, man. Hey, man, I, I love everything you're doing. I love everything you've done up to this point. Uh, Man, you come from a great family, your brother, man. That's my dude, man. I, I gotta keep plugging him in because that's my guy, man. Like, yeah. like blood couldn't make us any closer, man. You know, that's your it. brother, my brother. So hey, I guess we brothers, you know, through yeah. uh, you know a, a approximation, man. So I right, hey, look, you know, I know people are gonna have questions. All right, they can hit us up, you know, of course, with all of our uh social medias we plugged into this video. But if they have any questions for you specifically, man, like like where can they reach you? Best place to reach me right now is bumpersafe.com. That's my 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 website. Okay. Send me a, a email or contact form there, and uh, I'll get back to you pretty fast, actually. So it's a one man show. There mm. we go, man. Bumpersafe.com. That is bumpersafe.com. Yeah. All right. Hey, don't hesitate to hit them up, man. And yes, sir, hey, my, my man might have something coming for y'all. I mean, we're gonna talk, you know, off camera about it. So hey, stay tuned, man, and and, and, and keep an eye on this. Keep an eye on his uh his site, man. You know he. May potentially drop something on that. You never know. Yes, uh, and order from him. <laughs> buy from him, man. Don't don't just yeah. don't just hit him, bombard him with questions and stuff like that. Buy from him, especially if you know you need it, man. Like yeah, living if you live in the, the the metro Atlanta, if you live in New York, in any metro city, or even if you don't, man. Like, and you plan it's on still traveling a to a city, product. yeah, it's still yeah. exactly, exactly. And you plan on traveling to a city like that, man. Shop with them, right? Mm-hmm. Like you know, uh, you know, we got to learn to support each other, man. Small businesses, man. They. <laughs> We out here, man. You know what I mean? And, and we appreciate have to that. support each other, man. We have yes, to support sir. each other. So so definitely shout with my guy. Um, and I appreciate you for coming on, man. You know, th- this is big for us. Uh, you know, we, we all about knowledge, you know, giving games yeah. to the community. And, and you definitely did that for us today, man. So appreciate mm-hmm. you. Of course, man. Of course, guys. All right, man. Before we let you go, so there's something new we kind of implementing here on the show because, you know, we, we're entrepreneurs, man. So we... It's constantly, you know, reinventing and trying to get better every episode, man. So, of course, always. Our, <clears throat> one of our big mantras here is life, health, and wealth. You know what I'm saying? This was a big wealth episode. But <clears throat> what we like to do is get your perspective on what that means to you as far as, you know, life, health, and wealth. And what's the top tiers of those areas you strive for? I, I would say I strive for life life and freedom the most uh financial okay. freedom is a big deal and uh, uh just being able to i don't want to call it retire early because having your own business such as this a passive income you're technically always retired because you're 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 sleeping your money's being made automatically it's, it's almost automated and Telling it's not um, big bar. Mm-hmm. i discussed you know i discussed this with tyler uh uh before and uh it's you know I, the most i put into this business is 
you know, six to 10 hours. And I would, I would, I would say closer to six hours per week, you know, when, because when things are running smooth, you know, smooth sailing, I, I probably only put two or three hours for the week, you know? So, uh, that's, that's something that, that I strive for. Um, and just making sure I'm able to, to just have that freedom, uh, just, you know, like I, like I mentioned before, things happen for a reason, being let go from Verizon gives you a taste of that freedom, you know, and, and seeing how it feels. And, you know, I, I want to live this life forever, you know, just being able to just, you know, do whatever I want, whenever I want to, mm-hmm. uh, and, and have that freedom to work kind of remotely. And, and that's a big deal when it comes to e-commerce. All I need is a Wi-Fi connection and a laptop and or a phone, and I'm, I'm I can do anything I, I can from anywhere in the world, which is pretty yeah. awesome. So, yeah. um, if those if, if those things are things you strive for, you know that it's it's a really big deal to be an entrepreneur, um, and uh, and and get things done like like this. So, uh, yeah. life that's that's really what I strive for. Okay. Man, well, there you have hey. it, man. Listen, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, you, you, we can't like end the show uh, no better than my man's did, man. I mean, you know, life is big. You know, you, you want your freedom, right? So what are you going to do to achieve it, right? Yeah. You got to put the work in, man. We have to we have to put the work in. So, again, thank you, brother, for, for coming on the show, um, dropping all the game that you dropped. Um, yeah. And if there are no <laughs> closing statements, right? I got a closing statement big. for you. Okay, what's up? What you got for us? Yeah, and just uh, just a plug for the last question. I forgot to mention, you know, uh, the reason I chose life is once you're an entrepreneur and you make a successful product, the rest will follow. Wealth will follow you. You don't have to worry about that too much. And your health, of course, you know, less stress is it's all included in there as well. So just uh, keep big. that in mind. That's huge, man. Yeah. That's huge. And we're going to get into stress here, here shortly. Right? Not, on, <laughs> not on this episode, but we got we got one coming up for y'all, man. So, yeah. hey, again, stay brother, tuned. I appreciate stay you. Tuned. Definitely, definitely stay tuned, yeah. man. Stay locked in and hit the bell. You know, if you're following yeah. us on yeah. YouTube, hit the bell, like us, subscribe, all that. Y'all, y'all know what y'all got to do on YouTube, man. And if you're listening to us uh, via podcasting platforms, uh, subscribe to us on there too, man. Like our page, like our content. Uh, and then hit the notification button. I can't remember what it is because it's different on either, you know, on each platform. But you know, just just make sure you're notified uh, once we drop our episodes, man. And listen, we got some stuff cooking. Uh, we got some people scheduled that's gonna bring some real game, uh, and you know, it's gonna change some lives, man. So um, that's what we strive to do. You know, we, we're trying to change the narrative, trying to change lives, and we're trying to add value to people, man. So uh, stay locked in with us, man. You know, I'm, I'm Tyler. It's been Daryl. And this is Uncharted. Let's yes, get sir. it. I'm signing off. Turning nothing into something. All right, let's get hold on. Let me hit this uh let me hit this yike real quick. Oh yeah, that's good for the soul, man. So-